from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. A familiar scripture portion for all of us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now many of us are really tired of knowing what this world is going through. Many of us are in touch with families who lost their loved ones. Some of you may be having a family member who lost his or her or probably your own loved ones and wondering what this all is going to be. What it's all going to be like in the coming days. You know, when we speak to some of them who just lost, some of, some of the women who lost their husbands, they say they do not, really do not know what's happening. They don't have any clue of what they are going through because they feel numbness everywhere, not just in their bodies, in their spirit, in their mind, in their soul. They feel numb. They do not know what had just happened a week before. And they say, we are, I'm not sure how we are going to face tomorrow. I don't really want to think about anything without my husband being here on the face of this earth. You know, that makes sense. When we lose the important person in our lives who has been giving shoulder in times of difficulty in everything in our lives, who has been taking a good care of our lives, who has been such a motivation for in every situation, whenever we face difficult times, when we lose someone like that in our lives, we really do not know how to move forward. We understand their pain. But as we read the scripture this morning, God is telling us today to run the race that is set before you. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Run the Race That is Set Before You. Can you say that? Run the race that is set before you. It is important to run your race. People who left us, they have already ran their race. You and I are alive on the face of this earth and we are expected to run our race. You know, at times we are worried about somebody who lost, somebody who left the world. You know, remember, none of us are going to be here forever. We all need to leave the face of this earth soon or later. We are all going to go away. Those who have left us, they have already run their race and they are not going to come back so instead of worrying about those who have gone already, those who ran their race well, God is calling us this morning to focus on the run, on the race that is set before us. 
There are two things that we do as we run our race that God doesn't want us to do. Two things that we do when we run our race that God doesn't want us to do. We either look at others' race or we allow others to control our race. Can you repeat that with me? We either look at others' race or we allow others to control our race. And God doesn't want us to do both of this. We are going to look at some of the practical aspects of running our race that is set before us. It's not a very deep theological sermon. It's not a you know, sermon that's giving you goosebumps. No, it's not. It's, it's a, just a practical sermon this morning. So let's get started. Let's look at when we run our race, there are times we are tempted to look at others' race. Everyone has their own race. Your husband has a race. Your wife has a race. And your children, they have a race. And all that we can do is we can train them to run. But it is their race. They have to run. We cannot run for them. We can provide all the support. But it is their chance to run their race. We cannot run for them. They have to run. Even though we are family. Even though we are husband and wife. Together, bound in everything, in every aspect of our life. When it comes to through running our race, we have our own race. The race that we are running today is totally different from someone else's race. None of us are running the same race. No two races are going to be the same ever. Scripture says the race is already set before you. And we don't have an option to choose our race. It was already set before us. The time that we were conceived in the womb of our mother, God already set the race in front of us. And we don't get to choose the race that we wanted to run. And we are just asked, we are put on the track. And the moment we hear the bullet sound, we are asked to run the race. We don't have an option there. When you question yourself, why did this happen to me? The answer is, you are running, you are race. You are running your race. It's not really what is written in our head. You know, somebody said that, you know, it's all about what is, you know, what is written in our head. I don't know, we used to say that in our country. I don't know about here. It's all written, you know, what is written in our forehead. You know, that's what is going to happen. <laughs> it's not written in the forehead, but it is written in the word of God. What does the word of God say? The race that is already set before you. Why you are going through this? It's a race that God wants you to run today. Some are running in the playing grounds. Seems to be okay. Some are running in hills and valleys. Find it difficult. Some are running among thorns. Really difficult. And some others are running in slippery roads. At times you fall and rise and then fall and rise. Some are running in swamps and in marshes. We can't choose. We don't have an option to choose. We are already given the race that we need to run in which. But we are often tempted to compare others' race. Comparing our race with someone else's race. At times we look at others' race and say how beautiful their life is. How awesome. They are so blessed. There's no worry at all. Everything is happening on time. But for me, everything is delayed. I, hear, I keep hearing people saying that I never clear anything in the first attempt. 
How many of you can witness here? I know, many of you can witness. Yeah, I see a hand back, back side. <laughs> Never, nothing happens in the first attempt. You know, why first tempted? Even in the second and third attempts, nothing happens. But look at somebody else. You know, everything happens in their lives very beautifully. But I struggle, but he doesn't. She doesn't. We tend to compare our lives with our race, with someone else's race. You know, the fastest way to kill your joy and your peace and your success and your day is comparing yourself with someone else. The fastest way to lose our joy, the moment you compare our lives with someone else, we just lose, we just lost it. Comparing ourselves with those who could do many skillful things. I don't know about you, but I can't play piano. I can't draw and I can't paint. I can't do even heavy lifting, but someone else can do. I can't even search and find anything that is lost, but my wife can do. And there is no point in worrying about it. There is no point in struggling. You know, it means, you, it means different things to you. You may not be able to do everything, but there are some people, they are gracious. They are able to do many things. There are many things that others can do, but I can't do. God is asking us to stop comparing ourselves with others. You know, many times we compare our callings with others. Bible says we are perfectly created by God. Want to read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Paul says, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, the track that God had laid before you, it was prepared, and the person who was running, who is running on the track today, was prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Run your race, and God is telling us to stay on track. I will do the preaching, you will do the singing. Everyone is called. We are called to worship. We are called to function in different ways. Somebody is called to pray. Somebody is to do something in the kingdom of God. Nobody here is greater than anybody. We all do our job. So there is no comparison. The moment we compare, we lose our strength. We start cursing our lives. We don't know how to move forward. We don't know what is ahead of us. At times, even we worry and question about others' race. Some of us would have lost our dear ones. Just want to speak into that today. When you see a running race, runners quit running for many different reasons. Some of them are forced to quit as they run because of a sudden illness or maybe an injury that could happen while running. We do see other lives coming to a sudden stop Never expected. Nobody could have ever predicted that, that, that the particular man will leave the face of this earth so quickly. Are that women? Those who started with us are not running today with us. Some of our family members who were running very well at the beginning of the year, today they already quit their race. They are not running with us anymore. We worry and we question about their race. The answer is the scripture portion that we read today. There was a race that was set ahead of them, set before them, and they ran the race, and that tournament is over. 
They are out of the sprint now. They are resting in the presence of God. The reason they are able to, they are unable to accomplish their, uh, reach their target because their race came to a sudden stop and they were running well. They were running in the track that God laid out there for them, but they had to come to a stop. They are resting in the presence of God. We don't have an authority to question why someone else's race came to an end because that race was not laid by us. That race was not even chosen by them. It was laid before them by God. God wants us to mind our own business, in fact, at times, to run our own race. Our worry, instead, it's going to throw us off the track. When we keep worrying about those dear ones that we lost in our lives, it's going to interrupt, it is going to confuse, and it is going to mislead so that we will not be able to run the track that is set before us. Because, and we don't have any, absolutely no control over their race. This morning, God wants us to stop comparing with others' race. At times, we even try to run like others. You know, each one of us, we have a calling in our lives. Our calling is different. Our anointing is different. We are brought up in a different way. You know, we are brought together in the presence of God in a different way. We have our originality. All of us sitting here, all of us who are listening to me, you have your own originality. And God had created you in that fashion. We don't really like to be, we don't need to be like, like, look like somebody else. We want to be ourselves. We want to be ourselves the way God had created us. We don't try to become like somebody else. Those who would like to become like others will never be satisfied because the truth is nobody can like become like somebody else. And we try to like, look like somebody else. We try to speak like someone else. We try to behave like someone else. But we will never be satisfied because it's not going to be possible. At times people try to be, look like, they try to be like somebody who is very popular, very well known. Because to get people's acceptance. You know, today we come across young boys and girls coming into the presence of God. Accepting Lord Jesus Christ. You know, they, at times, they become clueless. At times, they become powerless and they become fragile and flimsy. Even God could not work in their lives because their motivation is to, to become like someone else. Probably their youth leader. Probably you know, somebody who is well known to them. Probably somebody who can do well things well. They want to be like that. The moment we want to be like someone else, God cannot work in our lives anymore. You know, I'm just talking to you in the ministry context, but you know what? It, it, may, it makes sense to you in many different ways. We lose our potential to be what, what God wants us to be. The moment we try to be like someone else, it is even the shame and disappointment for God for creating us. God had created us in an amazing way. He wants to work in our lives and bring us as a beautiful vessel of God. But we leave the plan of God and leave the will of God and we follow somebody else and try to become like someone. People may expect you to be like somebody. There is a pressure there out. But God expects you to be like just like what he created you to be. It looks really attractive at times how God is using someone. Why we can't be like that somebody? Remember they are running their race. And God is asking us to run our race. 
they paid the price for it already we haven't you know, too many are like simon the sorcerer you remember that guy we run this conference and that conference, this training and that training, this importation ministry, that importation ministry, this boot camp, that boot camp, and there's a residential training on how to cast out demons. We need to pay the registration fee for that. And when you go there, you get imparted with that power. All that comes in my mind is the Simon the Sorcerer willing to pay any amount of money to get the spiritual gifts. Remember that guy? Let's go back to Acts chapter 8 and verse 18. And when Simon saw that, through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered the money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands, that was not his calling. Laying hands on somebody and praying, it was not the calling on Simon. I lay hands, may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought the gifts of God, God could be purchased with money. You know, there is an attraction of being used by the Holy Spirit. If that's what God wants you to be, if that's the tag that is laid before you, go for it. But we don't want to try we don't want to go if that's not the one that is laid ahead of us. Many are moving away from their calling. Many are they're moving away from their calling just to become like somebody because that's fascinating. That's fascinating. But they are slipping away from the grace of God. This morning it's important that we run our track. So we look at others' life instead of running the race that is set ahead of us, set before us. Secondly, the second aspect of this sermon this morning, we allow others to control our race. Today, there are so many controlling spirits over our lives. We may not know it. And this morning, I pray that God may reveal those things to you. I may be able to preach in my context, but I pray that God may interpret to your context and help you to identify those controlling spirits in your life. Hearing from others on how to run your race. The race is for us and we are the one who is going to run in the race. But today we come across there are many controlling factors. They tell us how to run that race. There are many people to give opinions and ideas on the face of this earth on telling you on how to run your race. How many ideas and opinions you get every day? Even with your own family. The funny part is even they really don't know how to run their race. But they are very good in giving us advice and opinion on how to run our case. You are thinking about that person, I'm not talking about him at all. But there are flow forces in your life, telling in my life, telling how to run our race. There are people that don't want to commit to anything, but there are people to give you ideas, opinions. It's all good. I'm not saying it's wrong. In the very early days of my ministry, there are many, I mean, I can talk about myself only. There are ministers of God that used to come to me and say that, Brother, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have an anointing to do this. You need to just go for it. 
You need to tune yourself to that. You know, it will happen. Just try it out. You may fail, you know, beginning a couple of times. Just do it. You know, that's how it comes. That's how it works. I mean, it's not bad. It's all good ideas in the ministry. That's what we do. But every time I listen and I check with my inner voice, this morning I want you to, want you to know about that. If my inner voice doesn't bear witness on what they say, I reject their suggestion. It's same thing to you, not only in the ministry. When you receive opinions and ideas and suggestions, always, always listen to your inner voice because they are trying to deal with the track that is set before you. They are trying to deal with the race that you have ahead of us, ahead of you. And it is important that you always check with your inner voice. I can't allow anybody else to control my race. You can't allow anyone else to control your race. At times, people are manipulating you. They are controlling. They are controlling. People even use scriptures to gain control over your lives. People use scriptures to do what they want you to do. People use scriptures to make, take a good control over your life. Remember, one day, we all need to stand before the throne of God. And when we stand before the throne of God, you will look at those who have given words to you, those who have asked you to run in this way, you look around and you don't see them. They are not going to advocate your case in front of God. God will ask you, I have given you salvation. I have given you Holy Spirit, the revealer of God's will to your life. What have you done with your life? I have given you salvation. I have given you the Spirit of God who is the revealer of God's will to your life. What have you done with that? I have given you the return word of the greatest prophecies, greatest prophets in your hand. Did you follow them? Or you went behind people? Or you went behind people? You will not have an answer. Because you will not see any of those supporting you, your case before the throne of God. And I was just wondering why God had to give you the same Holy Spirit that he has given that to some other prophets. It's the same anointing in the New Testament. It's not a different anointing. In the Old Testament, it was a different anointing. It was a prophetic anointing. Today, you and I have the same Spirit of God, the same Spirit that enables you to operate in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's the same. It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's the same Spirit. The gift is not promised to a couple of people. It's all promised to you, those who believe. Those who believe. Those who believe. Those who believe. We are not living in the Old Testament days for the prophets to instruct you on what to do. How sad it is people today look for instruction from people. And we are asked to run our race and we are totally responsible. In our times, even God feels sorry for giving us the Holy Spirit. Every time... You want to listen to the prophet on how to run your race. You bypass the Holy Spirit who is inside of you. You shut your ears to the Spirit of God and you are trying to listen for your race to somebody else. And you bypass the Holy Spirit who is inside of you, which is an insult and it is a sin. God wants us to know others cannot control our lives to say how we can run our race. 
We need to listen to the voice of Lord God inside of us. And he is the one who will tell you what to do. He is the one who teach you how to run your life. I believe this morning God is speaking to you. That, does, that doesn't, whatever I said, that doesn't mean that we are rejecting their advice. We are not rejecting their opinion. We are not receiving the, we, we, are, we are not rejecting the word without receiving it. No. We are taking it, everything with the right attitude. And we are listening to the inner voice. If our inner voice doesn't bear witness on what we hear from others, reject it. If the inner voice says, go for it, go for it. And unless we have the discernment that is happening inside of us, we really do not know where we are getting carried out. We need the leading of the Holy Spirit. People always give opinion. Or they want you to do what you need to do and how you need to run your race. I, I often you know, come across this story. It's not a big story. It's just a small illustration. <coughs> Dad and his son, they took their animal for a day's journey. The man was riding the animal and the son was just running literally besides the animal. Someone came. And he looked at the man, he said, you are a big man, you are just sitting on the animal. Why don't you just allow your son to sit and you walk? And they were just walking together. Another man came. You poor man, why are you walking? Why don't you just put your son, ask your son to walk and why don't you sit on the animal? And he was just thinking, that's what I was doing. Before I went to that conference, you know, that's what God's word came to me in that way. But now, you know, God's word is telling me to do something else. And he got confused. And he said, come on, let's both of us get together, you know, on the animal. And then both of us were riding their animals together. Somebody else came. And they said, oh, foolish people, what are you doing? That poor animal is about to die. Why don't you just walk and then leave that animal to walk? And they both of them got down from the animal. They were just walking. Another guy came. You are really fools. You have the animals on which you can drive. And you guys are walking. What's wrong with you? You know, the story goes on and on. That's what exactly people do. If we become clueless inside of us, that's what people do. We can't, people sh we can't really shut people's mouth. It's a big mouth. Don't change because somebody is telling you to change. Check with God. Learn from the Holy Spirit. Do not marry somebody else because God told you to marry him or her. Do not move to this city or that city because somebody else told you to do it. Do not take this job. Do not reject this job because somebody else do asked you to do. Always check with the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. He, if you are really given the Holy Spirit, He will speak to you. He will lead you beautifully as long as we depend on Him, as long as we don't bypass Him. Secondly, if we allow others to control our lives, we may not run our race. We may run our race, not to win the crown, but to win their favor. If you listen to others' voice and try to run our lives, our track, we may run not to win the crown, but to win their favor. First Corinthians, beautiful scripture, chapter 9, verse 24, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in their race all run? But one receives the price. But one receives the price. Do you not know that? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. 
You know, there are people today, listen to me, people today with high expectation from your lives and my life. They want you to seek their favor. Sometimes we or someone calls these people as high maintenance people. They are there in your life. They are there in your family. High maintenance people. And I can give examples from my life only, from our lives. We are always worried about such people. If you don't take care of them, they feel unhappy, trying to seek for their favor. What will we do if we do? they don't come to church? If we don't visit their house, they will have complaints. Probably, they're going to be suddenly unhappy. They may stop coming to church. High-maintenance people. A birthday, a baby blessing, a headache, or sickness, pastor has to run to their house. If they don't, if pastor doesn't go to their house, they may think that whether we should go to this church or some other church. If you don't visit and have control over their lives, probably they go to another church. Every month we pastor has to visit that person. Otherwise, they may go to another church because another pastor may come to their house to visit. High maintenance people. At times if you fail, at times if you fail, you feel that you are obligated and you try to do everything to please that kind of people. And at times, in case, you know, for some reason, if you fail to do that, you are made to feel guilty for doing so. I'm talking about, I'm talking about myself, but I'm talking about people in your life. We have often need to remind ourselves that we are not here to win the favor of people, but we need to win the favor of God. It's true for every one of us. We are not here to win the favor of people, certainly. I always tell we will go where there is a need. We will go to do anything that when people are looking for us. But if we are not needed just to please people, we will not do anything. We will not go. Then we are running to win their favor, but not the favor of God, not to please God. I believe people come to church not because of pastors visiting their house. People come to church because they get spiritual nourishment. Because they are blessed spiritually. They are nourished with the word of God. People come to church at least to see somebody else. Amen? Amen? People come to church at least to see their friends. Not because of pastor. Not because of pastor is going to their house. People give it to God. Not because pastor is asking. They give it to God because they are blessed in their giving. You know, same thing is applicable in your life. And we need to discern and we need to stop pleasing people. God is asking us to run our own race and he doesn't want us to allow the control to somebody else to run our, run our race. We can't really stop people from going to another church. We don't want to, right? Even if you stop, they are going to be a thorn in your back. It's God who does that. None of us are here to please anybody. None of us are here to please any of our family members. We want to please our God, who is the one who called us into this race. The similar problems that you may be going through in your lives. 
You deal with your family situation. You deal with your friends. And you see that they're taking, they are taking control over your lives. You cannot run the race if you are controlled by others. And they will really make you unhappy in your life. This morning, God is telling you to come out of those relationships. Your time is too valuable to keep everybody happy. We cannot keep everybody happy. We cannot please everybody. Try to run your race. There is a race ahead of me. I need to run that race. There is a race ahead of all of us and we need to run that race. And if at all we get a little bit of time, try to help somebody to run their race. Maybe your family members, maybe your children, maybe someone who is dear to you. Just help them to run their race. We don't have time to please everybody. Do not run the race for them. You know, I come across many churches and many pastors trying to take control over believers through their manipulations and even through the spiritual gifts and they try to run their race on behalf of those believers. No, that's wrong. We need to encourage them. We need to motivate them. We need to train them to run their own race and leave them. Do not bother them. Do not call in between and check with them where they are going, what they are doing. That's none of our business. We train and we just leave them. Let them live their life. Let them know how to run their race. Finally, we can't allow others to control your race because your reward is too great to be distracted. I want you to focus on this last aspect. Your reward is too great to be distracted. Don't get distracted while running your race. What the world is going through right now, it's nothing but a distraction in the life of a child of God. What your family member has gone through is nothing but a distraction, a severe, a powerful distraction in your life to derail you from the race that God had laid before you. Do not get distracted. Run your race to receive the reward. Paul says at the end of his life, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. A man who was very clear how to run his race. Remember how many people they came into his life trying to deviate from him, trying to throw him off the track. But he was standing, he was running forward, straight forward in his race. And he says, I have fought the good fight. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me. The crown of righteousness. Our reward is too great to get distracted by what you are going through today in your life. God has great plans for you. God has great plans for our lives. Don't get distracted by allowing people to control your life. Don't get distracted by people's opinions and ideas. Don't get distracted by trying to please people. Don't get distracted by trying to win their favor. It's all coming in your life as a distraction. The same people who are helping you to grow in the Lord, they can become a distraction in your life. And we need to know that. We need to be clear about it. Run your race with, to win the prize. There's a great reward that is waiting for all of us. Let's not worry about those who already ran the race. They are done. They finished. God is talking about running your race. God had great plans for King Saul. Just want to close with this. Saul was asked to utterly destroy the Amalekites. But Saul spared Agag, the king of Amalek, and the best sheep 
the best oxen, the best fatlings, lambs, and many good things. He was not willing to destroy them fully. Not because he wanted to keep them, but because he listened to others. We lose the reward very easily simply by listening to others. And God wants us to stop listening to others and start listening to the Holy Spirit. For Samuel chapter 15, very sad story. Chapter 15, verse 24, Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and disobeyed God's voice and obeyed their voice. What a tragedy that could come in the life of a man of God on whom God had greater plans. But you know, it takes a 180 degree turn right now and God is saying, I'm done with you. I had greater plans for your life, but simply because you listened, he himself is saying, because I feared the people. Fear of people is going to bring a snare in your life that you are, get, you are stuck. You will not be able to move forward. You will not be able to run ahead of you. This morning, God wants you to identify those who are having control of your lives. And God wants you to remove those controls and walk in the freedom that God is giving you. Samuel said, you have rejected the word of the Lord. And where the word of the Lord come from, comes from for a New Testament believer, it comes from your belly. It comes from your inside of you. It comes from the voice, the deep voice of the Holy Spirit, not from anywhere else. When you meditate the word of God, you will see the burning sensation of the Holy Spirit inside of you. That's where you get the word of the Lord. The rest are all the word of people because we don't have any clue. May or may not. In my life, prophecies work only 50 percentage. I dealt with many different prophets. They all work 50 percentage. Why to take a chance? It's your life. It's your race. Take the word of God. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to reject. We don't want to lose our price. We need to be careful disobeying the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's learn to listen. Let's learn to listen. We need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and discern when a word comes in our lives. As I said, people have big mouths. We can't stop. We can't control them. But avoid listening to those enticing words. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I just want to close quickly as we run our race, just to summarize. God wants us to be very careful. At times we either look at others and we worry or we give the control of our lives to somebody else. And God is telling us, do not look at others. Do not allow them to control your race by their opinions and their ideas. Do not allow people, do not please people, but please God. Do not try to win their favor, but win the favor of God. And do not allow the distractions come on your way so that you will lose your price. This morning, I believe God is speaking to you. Shall we just close our eyes?